Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Austin. And I'm Alicia. And we are the Darrows. This is the Darrows podcast where we discuss all things family and faith unfiltered. In this episode, we talked about our birth story and the choices that you make around that. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome to our first, not our first episode, but our second episode also being our first episode because <laughs> the last episode was an intro slash trailer. Um, but today specifically, we're going to talk about our birth story and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, choices. Um, we think that choices are important um, and making the right choices for you and your family is important during this time. So, um, but first things first, something we want to do on this podcast is uh kind of make this an extension of ourselves. And so um, one thing that Alicia and I both love to do is we both love to, on occasion, have a nice glass of wine or a glass of whiskey. Um, I'm a scotch guy myself. Um, Alicia, are you a scotch girl or are you more bourbon? Definitely scotch. Scotch, yeah. We're definitely a scotch scotch people, a scotch couple. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm Scottish in some way. at least my name, Darrow, our name, Darrow, comes from Scotland. Uh, we'll go into that on another day. But today, what we are drinking is a wine that's actually super special to us. But I will tell you the name. It is San Sebastian Vinter's Red, uh, premium red wine. Uh, it is a great wine, um, and it's actually from St. Augustine. Now, go ahead and tell our folks, why is it so special? We actually tried this wine at the San Sebastian Winery in St. Augustine the day after we got married. Um, We went on the wine tour there. This was actually the wine that we liked the most when we tasted it. And so, um, and like we said in our intro, we are locals to Florida. And so we love to support local communities, um, especially wineries and things like that. So it's definitely a great wine. Absolutely. It tastes great. And just to give you a little bit of, uh, I guess, breakdown on the flavor of it is uh, it's definitely sweet. Um, It's a red wine, so it has a bit of dryness to it, but not very much. Um, There's definitely drier wines out there. Um, It's got a little bit of dryness, uh, definitely sweet, Um, not a whole lot of alcohol taste. Um, It's 11%, um, but it's it you can't really taste it. It's definitely one of those wines you got to be careful. You could drink a lot of it, not really realize, and then uh, end up getting drunk. And we're not about that on this podcast. So uh, drink responsibly, but enjoy yourself a nice glass of wine or whiskey with us and uh, sit back and relax while we uh, talk about some choices. So choices. I think choices are the hardest thing for me. I just in general, when you're talking about choices, I do not make a lot of them very well we're actually both pretty indecisive we're pretty indecisive um and it's funny because we're both get frustrated sometimes at each other for how indecisive we are definitely Um, and so it's definitely something we got to work on choices are not easy but choices are important and i think um if you are married if you have children um or if you're about to have children which is where we're going to get to you need to be willing to make some hard choices um but make some informed choices definitely and um i think that's really what we want to get into today is making informed choices on um one 
where are you going to give birth? Yep. Uh, what kind of birth do you want? Do you want it to be natural? Do you want epidural? Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in it and we're going to keep it uh, somewhat basic, but just to what we know, right? Yeah. Just kind of keeping to what we had to do um, and trying not to, uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, that's, that's as simply put as I could put it. Yeah, so we just had our first child in January. It was January 9th, 2021. Yeah, for sure. So she is just over two months. And like Austin said, we had a lot of choices that we had to make around that. And the first choice was, where are we going to have our child? Yep. Most people would say automatically that they're going to go and have their baby in the hospital. Well, for us, one, with COVID situation... We were kind of nervous about having our baby in the hospital and about like being able to choose who we want in the room since, you know, we were only limited to either no one or maybe one person in the hospital room. When it comes to uh, making that choice on, I was default hospital from the beginning. Yeah. And most people are, they don't even think about other options. I was just, I just assumed, you know, you know, when it comes to birth, just do it in the hospital. It's a lot of safer people, that way. yeah, feel that that's the safest option. For sure. And that, I mean, and for some people, that might be the safest option, right? Definitely. By no means in this episode are we trying to say, look, you need to, uh, you know, have your birth at home, right? Like we don't want, we aren't healthcare professionals, so uh, we are never going to suggest um, that you go against what your doctors or your midwife or whatever says. Um, so definitely look into that. But that, we're going to talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, I think our main important. point is just like, just know that there are other options and to weigh them with your own circumstances to see what's right for you. And so we had to weigh between the hospital, going to a birth center, or having a home birth. Um, unfortunately, the birth center that I was looking into wouldn't accept me um, as a birth center patient. They determined that I was just uh, too overweight and without even, you know, doing any kind of examination or anything like that, just over the phone, that's what they decided. So I wasn't able to even do it in a birth center. And so we were left with um, either hospital or home birth. And I personally was uncomfortable doing it in the hospital. I felt that, you know, there's a lot of stress that happens in a hospital that isn't necessary. And if you're having a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby, home birth is a valid option. And that is the option that we chose. Absolutely. And I think um, that's the problem with uh, with uh, places like birth centers. I, I think birth centers are great. And if they work for for you, I think it's the best uh, way to do kind of a mix, right? You get the the benefits of a hospital, um, but also the benefits of a home birth or like a, 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 you know, home birth feel for sure. Home birth feel. Yeah. You can do water birth in a, in a, you know, in the, in one of those tubs, right? You can do, um, you can work at your own pace. They've got hired midwives who are professionals you know, if you can do a birth center, that's great. It's a good mesh between the worlds and yeah. it's very low risk for you. Um, 
And if you're having a low risk pregnancy, if you're having a low risk pregnancy, and that's the point that uh, that we're trying to make is that um, if you're not, they're not going to accept you. So just keep that in mind. Um, and you got to keep things in mind too, like your weight. It, you know, it sucks to even have to talk about that or to even have to that to be even a factor. But like, it is a factor. Like Alicia um, is, you know, by textbook might be o- more overweight, but she's healthy and we had no complications with our pregnancy right? Um, or the birth or the birth. Um, you know, the, the last, we- you know, the last week we had some issues where August, our daughter was um, a bit active, more active than usual um, and had a high heart rate. Um, and so we did have trouble there, but at the end of the day, we gave a healthy, birth um at home and it turned out great but yeah i mean i I think the point is just you need to understand that if you if you fit in one of these categories um, of you know what they would determine as a high risk pregnancy even if you aren't technically high risk right so like you might be on a professional side for them you may look as a high risk right you're overweight you have other issues um and they won't accept you but that doesn't mean that you're high risk if if they won't accept you um it just means yeah, that it just you are means by their you standards gotta, um if you're really keen on having that natural birth at home or whatever you just want to one seek medical advice definitely like if a birth center says you know you're a little too high risk for us maybe there is something high risk and you do need to check that out before deciding just to have a home birth on your own so definitely like if you find a midwife or something like that that's willing to do the home birth just talk to them about you know what the birth center said or you know they because they might have a suggestion that you need to go get checked by a doctor before they can really approve that just know that there are options out there you just have to um, do some research and, and seek and find what you really need absolutely now um with that, I think, I think we're good on that. I think, I think yeah. we've made a good point that just be vigilant or um, yeah. on on research. Uh, make sure that you are doing all the research you can do, um, and make sure that you just know what you're getting into. Um, don't come in blind. Um, Definitely know your options um, and know you know you've got hospital, birth center, and home. Um, all of them are very reasonable. They're all safe in their own ways. For sure. Um, and it all depends on your condition. So my best suggestion, um, and you can agree or disagree, but my best suggestion is when you when you first get pregnant, go see a doctor. See, you know, see what, you know, see what's going on. Especially for your first pregnancy. It's, yeah, for your first pregnancy, see what's going on. Um, you don't necessarily have to stay with an OBGYN, but you should at least get checked up. See... Yeah any factors that you need to be concerned about um just get the information do your own research into if you want to go with a midwife mm-hmm. do your research into that um and those are really the only two options as far as like healthcare is is going to um provider it's going to be midwife or doctor yeah and i did have a doctor in the beginning um we were in mobile and maybe that's something that we'll talk about in another episode why we were in mobile alabama um, temporarily and so while I was there I found out I was pregnant and so I did go see an OBGYN there um, knowing that I would be in coming back home to Florida um, to do a home birth so um, for sure 
it is definitely a good option to yeah. see an OBGYN. Yeah, and it's good to start if it's your first birth. Now, if, you, if you've already had kids, um, one, uh, this stuff, you probably already know most of this information. So um, there's that. But um, if it's your first birth, go to an OBGYN. At least that's my suggestion. Um, if you already know you want to do midwife, then great. Set up yourself. Yeah, with a and midwife. they are definitely qualified to Absolutely. let you know if okay, maybe home birth or birth center birth is not for you, and so um, you can definitely trust your midwife to give you the right medical advice. Yeah, and for any dads out there, I just want to clarify something. Maybe moms, maybe you don't know this either, but um, I just want to clarify some differences. Something that I didn't quite know until this experience is like um, you're you're going to hear terms like doula and midwife, right? Um, just to clarify, a midwife is a trained medical professional. They most are of the time, yes. most of the time. I suggest going with one that's a medical professional. Definitely, hundred um, percent. Because then they can be an actual healthcare provider for you, mm-hmm. um, and then they are actually professionally trained and are able to and certified to um, to service you in that way. Um, a doula is a support person, yes. and that's it. They support you um during your pregnancy and during the birth and And after the birth actually and actually actual after the birth for sure yeah and so that's another um choice that you have to make right um do you need a doula should you get one um whether you're home birth hospital birth or whatever i personally think having a doula is a must i had no idea what a doula was or what they did until I got pregnant and someone said, oh, you should get a doula. We got one. She was absolutely amazing. And I personally don't want to ever have a baby without her. So, yeah. And we will probably, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to even just say definitely we're probably going to go with her again. Yeah. If she's time. around and we can, we definitely will. Yeah. So. Cause, uh, and just to give her a shout out, her name is Beth Goodrow. Um, yeah. check her out on Facebook. Um, she's, she is new, the but Goodrow's she, doula. The Good Rose Doula. Yep. She is a great doula. She is new, but she knows what she's doing. Yes, and she's sure. also, you know, just a little bit of background, if I can, on her is that she, one, has had kids of her own. Mm-hmm. She's also been a surrogate. Um, twice. Twice. And so, needless to say, she she knows a thing or two about birth. Yeah, um, for sure. And so, you can trust uh, generally speaking that uh, she knows what she's doing and she has shown it uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so to answer the question, do you need a doula? I would say you may not need one, but if you can afford it and if they're available to you, they are a hundred percent worth it. Absolutely. They help you like they help your partner um, when you can't, or if you have family around, they can help, um, kind of guide them and give them the updates so that the birthing mom doesn't have to they help the birthing mom you know with just massages and just helping you get through labor and then after labor they can they also help you um you know in your postpartum struggles and stuff like that and they're amazing to have for sure absolutely um so just to kind of summarize a bit um we've got uh midwives which they are not always technically uh, trained uh, medical professionals, but we suggest going with one. Go that with is. a with a medical professional midwife. Um, there's a they a lot of them. 
not, well, I'm not going to say a lot of them because I don't know, but I know that there are some that accept insurance mm-hmm. and there are some, like in our case, that accept um, Medicaid. Yeah. Um, and so if that's something you need, just make sure to do the research first. That doesn't mean that it costs nothing for us. It does cost some extra money and that just comes down to like if you're doing a water birth like we had to pay for the pool um, and things like that. By no means is it expensive when you have insurance, at least in our case. Again, all insurance are different. Mm-hmm. Make sure to reach out to your providers um, and just reach out to midwife, midwiferies, I guess what they call it. Um, reach out to them and see what they accept. Um, you know, best case scenario, they accept your insurance and then you, you know, you're good to go. Um, and it might not cost anything depending on your insurance. Um, I don't know exactly how that works, but, um, point is get a, um, if you want a midwife, um, just make sure to do the, the research the, the choice is, is yours. The choice is yours, right? You yeah, need, for sure. you need to make these choices as much as you may not like them. You need to make them because, um, whichever, way you go will drastically change the experience you have um not necessarily making it bad one way or good like not necessarily saying that midwives are good and doctors are bad that's not what i mean by that i mean that um the overall experience what you go through the the way your doctor's appointments goes or or the way you know that whole experience goes is going to drastically change depending on what you go with. Um, sure. If you go with a midwife, you can actually go and um, and, and you, they can actually come to your house. Some of them. Yeah. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously that's another choice you got to make. You got to right. make, you know, based on the midwife. So I think we can maybe go into more about like the midwife thing um, and just talk about like, what does that look like? So like for us, I know that um, our midwife did come to our house for our appointments yeah. after the first couple, I think, right? Or after the first one. After the first one. After the first one, yeah. she did come. There were a couple times that we went there yeah. um, for different more, things. More for ch- by choice, though. By choice, yeah. yeah. But generally, she would come to the house, um, do her checkups, very quick checkups. Yeah. They lasted. I almost felt bad sometimes that she drove out <laughs> here sure. because it, they're quick. But Yeah, with the midwives, too. Like, our midwife was amazing. Her name was Mary. Uh, with blessing and abundance, midwifery, and um, like Austin said, you know she came up out to our house, and the uh, the checks were not like going to the OBGYN. So every time you go to the OBGYN, the checks are very invasive, um, which is not necessary unless there's something wrong. Um, and so with um, my checks with my midwife, you know, she listened to the heartbeat, she checked my weight, you know, we did the test that we needed to do. None of them were invasive until they had to be, like, when I was, like, having the baby, really. And so I really appreciated that and uh, was thankful for that. Yeah, and another thing, too, about um, about our midwife is that a lot of times that she actually, like, checked you on a more physical level was because you wanted her yeah. to. Um, there's a lot of times that she wouldn't. So like, um, the in more invasive checks were actually more by choice because we wanted to know just like where, where it was, what to where expect. we were, especially towards the end. We just wanted to know, you know, one, are we dilated? Are we? Yeah. Because I did have her like a week and a half later. So I was more like, okay, can you just check me? Cause I really want her to be out really. So, yeah. And so, um, that, you know, the point is they're, 
unless you choose so, a midwife is not going to be um, invasive. Generally speaking, that's a big part of midwives though, is that they, they tend to not be invasive because they believe in the natural process of the body. Right. Um, your bo- a, a woman's body is designed biologically to give birth. Right. It's a part of the design. And especially as Christians, we believe it's it's um, a beautiful design and it's um, and it's a part. Now, some of, you know, the pains and we can break that down in another episode about kind of, you know, Genesis and, and things like that and where birth pain comes from. But as far as I'm aware, birth in itself has always been a part of God's plan for Correct. humans. Uh, the pain yeah, yeah. is because of the fall. Yeah. Um, but birth itself was always natural for a woman. And so, um, that's kind of, I guess, um, that's part of what midwives do. Like they, they, they embrace the natural aspect of it and they know that your body can do it. So they don't need to be as invasive and all that stuff. Also knowing too, that there's a lot of history behind midwives. Midwives have been, midwives have generally been the, um, the way before, you know, before hospital births were really Yeah, I think it was, uh, it really took a turn in like the 70s. Like For like doctors? Yeah, to be mainly for doctors. So that's still a very new thing in reality. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Which, just a quick plug for um, a documentary you should watch um, is uh, The Business of Being Born. I will suggest that to anybody who is about to have a baby just so that you can be informed because that documentary changed a lot of my views on um, as far as like how I saw the hospital. Um, They do paint the hospital in a bit of a bad light, I would say, in some ways. Um, I think they're pretty fair for the most part, but it they just give you the details like, look, this is the history of hospital births. This is their goals. The business of being born, it's in the title. It's a bit of a business at the hospital. They want you in and they want you out and they want it done quickly. Yeah. Which, if you have had a baby, you know labor is not always quick. I was in labor for 22 hours. That is not long compared to some people. I have heard much longer and I've also heard much shorter. So, um, the hospital definitely doesn't want you there that long. So, and they will do anything to get you out. And that may, um, and that's not true for every hospital. That's not true for every hospital. Some hospitals are turning around to be more for the mother and more for the baby. So like we said in the beginning, do your research, figure out which place is going to best suit you to give you a healthy birth producing a healthy baby and a healthy mom afterwards absolutely absolutely so some other choices that um you have to make is one which kind of is all-encompassing is creating a birth plan absolutely no matter where you decide to be at you want to have a birth plan and that includes giving instructions about how you want your environment to be what you want to happen to your body as you are um in active labor, pushing and delivering the baby, and what you want to happen to your baby after it's delivered. Now, my midwife knew everything that I wanted. My doula knew everything I wanted, but I still had a written birth plan in case I had to go to the hospital so the hospital would know, you know, also the things that I wanted. So some of those choices, I'm just going to go through a few. For sure. Um, not too in detail. I'll probably, you know, include my birth plan 
in our show notes, but Absolutely. some of those things are like, how did we want the environment to be? Well, one, I wanted to have an all natural birth. So I wanted to not have a lot of people touching me and bothering me and just letting my body do what it needs to do. So that included free movement, you know, being able to walk around when I wanted to, being able to use the shower if I wanted to. Um, if I was able to sleep, then let me sleep, don't bother me type of thing. I wanted soft music and oils diffusing, no loud talking. Um, some other things when it came to the actual giving of birth is I would prefer to not have an episiotomy. What that is, is when the doctor or practitioner cuts you so that it's easier for you to deliver the baby. Um, in the research that I have done, that's not necessarily going to heal as well as if you naturally tore, which most women do naturally tear. So episiotomy is not necessary. Um, the other thing I didn't want is any interventions, including things like no epidural or no Pitocin or no vacuums or anything like that, unless medically necessary by emergency. Um, some and other, if, go ahead. Just quickly, like just because I know some of you, some of you mothers out there, um, or soon to be mothers, um, you want an epidural and you want you want that you want the interventions all we're saying is do the research right like if you want an epidural get an epidural like yeah for sure do what makes you comfortable because at the end of the day it's your pregnancy um don't let anybody tell you what to do with your pregnancy yeah and the point here too is include that in your birth plan absolutely so everybody knows that's an expectation that you wanted for sure um and some other things just to consider that you might not even think about is you know when you're actually pushing like i didn't want anybody like yelling at me when to push or not to push and things like that you wanted it to be natural not even just natural but if you're going to tell me like just do it nicely calmly. and calmly not yeah, yelling because for sure. to me that would increase my anxiety yeah and so um because i have seen doctors like yelling at you know the birthing woman just push now whatever and i didn't want that um some other things to consider is what do you want to happen as soon as your baby's born things like immediate skin to skin or do you want to breastfeed or bottle feed um, what kind of diapers do you want on them if you have a care do you want the umbilical cord to be immediately cut or delayed all kinds of Which, things like that there's so many choices yeah. um, and so you want to do your research and be aware of those choices write the ones that you want down so everybody knows because on the day of you're going to be busy <laughs> and you won't yeah. be able to answer all the questions yeah. necessarily. And on the cord cutting thing, most another thing is uh, hospitals now are leaning more towards doing delayed cutting yeah. um, as a, as a, as a general practice. Um, again, you need to check with the hospital and the care provider you're going with to make sure that's a thing. And it's just better overall to just include it in your plan. Right. For sure. Like um, we will include our, um, our plan, um, I'm glad you said that. We will include it in the show notes um, as a template for you if you would like to use it. Um, you know, obviously, don't just you don't need to just copy it, but you can use it as a research tool. Look into these things, um, see what you need to do. Um, if you are a man, um, actually, it you know I think mothers can take this course too, but it is definitely geared towards dads. Um, is the supporting her. Um, Supporting her is a brand in itself, but they have a class specifically um, for 
dads um, or support partners um, in order during the pregnancy. So it's essentially like a, I almost consider it like a doula crash course. It's actually led by doulas oh, that's awesome. um, that. that kind of instruct you on um, and it, it's it's for men like they actually some of the episodes of the or some of the lessons are actually done in a brewery. Um, and so talking to dads, um, or soon to be dads. And so the point of it is so that you can, um, just know what you're getting into, know the questions to ask, know, um, you know, your options, know that you have a choice at the end of the day, no matter what a doctor tells you, no matter what, know that you have an option, um, to you know, make the choices that you want to make. Um, we are not sponsored by them. I would love to be sponsored by them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they would like to sponsor Always Dad specifically, just hit me up. If you're, I don't know if you're listening to this, but it'd be awesome. <laughs> but point being, go check out that course. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth the money. It's only when I got it, it was like forty bucks. I think um, I didn't finish the entire thing, to be completely honest with you. But I did watch a lot of it. And it was very helpful. It is very helpful if you're doing a um, hospital birth specifically because that's where a lot of their breakdown comes down because at the end of the day, um, when you're communicating your wants and your needs, that's where it's most important is at the hospital or a birthing center um, because uh, it's not your own environment and you got to make it your own environment the best you can. Correct. So. Yeah. um, And also like, that's also where doulas are really helpful is specifically helping your partner or the, the man navigate the doctors in the hospital or family or stuff like that. Um, and so definitely seek out the main purpose that we're trying to, or main point we're trying to get is do your research, know the questions that you need to ask and write everything that you want down before you go in. Um, so that when you're tired and you're cranky and you're in the middle of labor, um, there's something that someone can refer to, to have your, the question that they're asking already answered. Yeah. And even if you make a plan to go in and do a certain thing or do it a certain way in the hospital, know that you can one, especially moms. I mean, this is, this is geared towards moms because, you know, the plan is so that, you know, when you're incapacitated, right? If you're, Mm -hmm. if you're unconscious, if you're, um, really tired, if you're in pain, like whatever it is like that, your partner, your doula, the doctor, they all know what's going on. Um, if you are there and you're able to, and you want to change things around, like be free to change things. hundred percent. Like, the point of this is for you, right? We yeah. want we want you to make these plans so that you can better your uh, birth experience. Yeah, um, and so you don't have to make rash decisions exactly. in the middle of your pain and stuff like that. Exactly, and be specific. If you say you don't want an epidural, but say maybe if it's bad enough, you want it. Say like you want there to be an option. You right. need to include that because one, because once you're already in like labor, they're not going to put it in you right am i yeah there's a certain point i think it's like once you start the active labor yeah you can't get it any longer exactly so So you just need to know what you want from the get-go if you're like unsure again do your research but at the end of the day if you want it maybe as a as a maybe you can have them um put it on you so that you have it just know um 
I don't know if this is all epidurals, but most of them are a needle in your back, right? Is no, it? yeah, it is. Yeah. So just know like that's what it is. Again, just look into how those practices work. Look into things like Pitocin. Um, look into how they do in, induction um, and just understand how the hospital, if you're doing a hospital birth, again, a home birth, you have a lot of control. Your midwife will let you make the decisions unless there's a risk involved unless it's it's something that she you know your midwife needs to do right but you have a lot of choices in that but when you're in a hospital um you just need to make sure you know what they will do what is standard practice at a certain hospital are they really big on induction um, methods like pitocin and other things of that sort um are they more natural leaning um yeah i mean don't get us wrong you definitely still have all the options at the hospital absolutely just what know can happen over. though is in the midst of it all while you are in pain um, a doctor might suggest something that you may not necessarily want but one because a doctor suggesting it you think oh that's the best way to go or because you're in pain you're just like okay just do it you know and so that's where having these birth plans and stuff will help your doula or your partner or whoever is in the room with you really um tell you like um or really help tell the doctor okay these are the choices that you've already made um yeah for sure um anything else that you think we need to add as far as uh choices other choices that may be important um, i'm kind of blanking on no i think we really covered it yeah and definitely um definitely check out the birth plan um of course mine was a home birth but again that plan was made in case i needed to go to the hospital yeah oh the other thing that i really wanted to say yeah was that be okay if your plan changes because if there's an emergency or something goes wrong um your goal should be healthy mom healthy baby and so That's you want point. that birth to to happen the best way that it can and if it cannot go according to plan be okay with that because at the end of the day your baby will be born and it will be healthy if the doctors have to make specific choices that were not necessarily the choices that you wanted yeah and it's it's about being prepared um because look things happen right for sure if you want a home birth and maybe you were in and even for us like we almost didn't have a home birth and like i said watch the always dad video yeah um to learn more about what happened there but you have to have a plan B. Um, you need to have, you know, you may say, oh, I'm doing a home birth. I don't need this plan. We had a plan because we knew that there was a chance right. um, that we could be in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and it could happen last minute. You could be in the middle of labor. Yep. In the middle of labor and then be, ex- you know, taken into the hospital. Um, and you mm-hmm. need to have a plan because your midwife might not be able to go in there with you. Yeah. Depending like ours wasn't going to be able to in the hospital that we wanted to go to. Right. Now, even in the one nearby us either. Right. In the emergency hospital for us. So right. you just have to know, um, you just need to have a plan. Um, yeah. Always have a hospital plan. Yeah. And plan. just for example, a really simple choice that we had made that we didn't get was I wanted to deliver in the pool, like in actually have a water birth. Um, that didn't happen for us. And, you know, I wasn't like, oh, man, get me in this pool. I, I, I can't. I need to stop 
pushing so I can get into the pool. No, it's like, okay, we're delivering the baby right here. And so just, just know that birth is beautiful and sometimes changes happen in the midst of it. So um, have your options, know what they are, uh, make your choices, but definitely be okay to those plans changing so that you both can be healthy. Absolutely. Healthy baby is the goal here. It always is the goal. You want your baby to be healthy. We were blessed. We had a home birth. It wasn't in the pool, but it was at home and she was healthy. Um, both mama and baby were healthy. And that's the most important part at the end Definitely. of the day. So uh, just keep those things in mind. Thanks again you know, for listening to the Darrow's podcast. For information about this episode, check out our show notes or our website, wearethedarrows.com. And if you like what you heard, subscribe to this podcast. Yep. And we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. If you listen to it and listen to podcasts on it, we're probably there. So subscribe. Um, if not, go to the website. Check us out. See ya.